0: Hi, it's Rainy G. with the Holistic Health Hotline. Happy day after Memorial Day weekend, which for many of you is the first day of summer. Um, we have some things to talk about today that seem political but are holistic and in nature because of the diseases that they cause. And again, for those of you who are first-time listeners, and, and we seem to get several dozen each time, um, go back to earthwalk-usa.com and go on down through all the podcasts and listen to them because you'll get an education. Uh, that you won't get anywhere else and you can't get from books. And um it'll catch you up on where we're going with this new energy that came into being um around the beginning of March where we started seeing uh, uh animals trying to teach us things by their behaviors and the earth trying to teach us things by its behavior. A lot of people down in the south and southeast concerned about the fires. And, uh, of course, the religious people who follow the Bible and, and interpret the Bible their own way see it as um, scorched earth and the burning of our planet and things like that. And, of course, there's always fires out on the West Coast in the summer because of, of uh, lightning strikes and, and dryness. Uh, but, you know, you you have to interpret these things your own way. And people write me and say, is this the end of the world? Is this..." Well, no, it's not the end of the world. The world will change. The world is going to go through its changes, and, and we will not have life the way we have had it, and I've said it before. With all the things that are going on in our planet, in our world, in our cultures, maybe we don't want life the way it is right now. Maybe we need to change it. Now, the Earth itself, people worry about, because as human beings, we have done everything possible to destroy our planet, whether that's from garbage and toxic waste to... To in the ground to things that we deposit in the air in the water in our food um even our language you know every time people use bad language and dirty language and hateful language things like that it creates a vibration that affects the earth and all the people on it negatively but I have a lot of faith in the earth mother earth is mother earth to me and I know that she has a strong soul and a strong heart um Physiologically, she is is electromagnetic in energy like we are and has a stronger core than we do. I believe her soul has um, the abilities to transform and heal herself. She's a lot smarter about that than we are. The earth knows that it has to heal itself constantly from, from all of its outside influences and it does its thing to do that. Whether that means a high fever, which we would translate into high temperatures and dryness and and uh things like that to to a cleansing which could come from rainstorms or or hurricanes or tornadoes where she tries to clean up the debris that has bothered her to earthquakes that change in the sediment that is um causing an imbalance within the earth itself and also the magnetic plates that the the uh that are way beneath the surface of the earth, the tectonic plates that are moving so that the earth will shift and the balance will shift and the the amount of minerals or or metals that are um, being stored too high. The earth does its thing. It, it it does a metal cleanse, it does a cleansing of its of its whole system. Uh it'll burn off what it doesn't need. It'll stop eating when it has to, it'll it'll produce food like crazy when it needs to and it keeps on going. So that doesn't mean I'm not a I'm not a um a uh, right-wing or leftist environmentalist or a radical. What I am is somebody who believes that the Earth will heal itself, not that we should do everything we can to destroy it and see if that is true. I don't think that we should be doing half or any of the things that we do to Mother Earth. It's just, in Native American terms, you are hurting your mother. And uh, <clears throat> when you do that, of course, you you've got a lot of karma building up behind you, too. But in relationship to the Earth and our atmosphere, my friend Brian, hi Brian, how are you? Uh, you sure are getting, you know, riled up about some issues, and, and I, I really like it. In fact, I told um, my colleagues here that, that Brian wrote me again, and he's, he's really getting into the politics of health, and I like that, because there are a lot of politics behind health. I have, on my website for several weeks now, have had a film about the toxic chemtrails that Arlene up in Georgia sent to me, thank you Arlene um, available for you all to, to watch and listen to and read about uh, the chemtrails that you see in the sky now many of you in California know about these because you see the X's and the circles and the crisscross paths going all the time and many of you in um, Upstate New York, close to Canada, also are very aware of this. Most other people don't pay too much attention, except when you have kids and you look up and you say, "Oh, it's a jet! Look at the chemtrail!" And then the chemtrail disappears, or east, at least it used to. If you look up in the sky now at the contrails that the jets are leaving behind them in many places, um, they never go away. They sit up in the sky just as heavy as a cloud, or worse, and uh, sometimes turn colors and sometimes make sunsets really pretty. But what we have started examining, especially since probably 2002, or maybe 2000, is what is really in those contrails. Now they aren't the water vapor from the jets like they used to be. Um, and again, I'm going out on a limb as usual because I've done the research. I have done it before. But what are in what is in the chemtrails now is chemicals, not contrails, not not water vapor trails from jets, but chemicals. When I was a kid. We used to talk about them seeding the clouds to change the weather. We knew that we had some massive storms up in Western New York. We knew that we would get these horrendous um, uh, blizzards, and and all of a sudden hurricanes were coming our way, and we didn't know why, because <laughs> we were not we weren't on the coast. We were on the Great Lakes, and then the Great Lakes started getting sick from toxic chemicals, and the fish started getting sick, and people started getting sick. And I started doing research way back then. I think I was seventeen when I did a, a hundred and fifty-something page paper, about toxicity and disease in the United States and where certain diseases seem to settle, and then tried to figure out why they would settle in certain places. Um, for instance, Spanish Fort, Alabama, has the highest incidence of Lou Gehrig's disease or ALS in the country. In Western New York, in just be somewhere between Buffalo and Jamestown, in that population, is the highest incidence of brain cancer in the country. Um, Alzheimer's disease is on the west coast, in Kansas, and in certain parts of the northeast coast. Why is it higher there than anywhere else? Um, Is it just because of the food that people eat? Is it because of the water? Is it because of the air? Well, it's all three of those and more. Because whenever we affect one thing, we affect all things. If we do something in the air, if we do a test, if we're the Department of Defense or we're the... the. Um Department of Environmental Engineering, or whatever we are, and we've decided to get a grant for $40 million or $1 billion to see if we can change the weather patterns so that we can change the politics of the United States so that no one can run on a bill that says that we have global warming, for instance. If we were to do something like that, we would send our jets up, um, and they would have this mission. They wouldn't necessarily know what the mission is. It's not their fault. They are told to, you know, fly at whatever... Um, height above the Earth's surface, and to go from this point to that point, connect the dots in the sky, and um, and this is the fuel that you use, and we're doing a fuel test or something like that. Okay, so they did the fuel test, and they, they, they um, uh, flew their jets as fast as they could, and they followed the path correctly, and they connected the dots, and they come back, and they salute, and they say, yes, sir, we did our mission, and they don't know anything more about that. Well, the person who put the fuel in the jet is given an order and told that we're testing a new fuel for efficiency, we want to see how well it burns in the jets, and so we want you to use this fuel for for the next, you know, 5,000 flights or or missions that we send out. (coughs) Excuse me. I, I don't know why every time I talk on this thing, when I'm walking outside, I always have to cough or clear my throat, but excuse me anyway. Um... So the person who does the fuel says, OK, we'll do that, yes, sir, and salutes, and, and that's how all the jets are fueled, and the pilots get in and fly them. Now, the person who got the grant is the one you have to worry about. They're the little engineers and scientists who have been um, instructed or, uh, co- co- uh I wouldn't say cooperating with, but but at least cooperating with, government people who say, you know what, I'm tired of all this global warming stuff because we know where it's coming from, so let's change the weather. Let's see what we can do to affect the weather, or let's see what we can do to affect um, crop rotation, or let's see what we can do to affect food so that it's more... more um, uh, it grows stronger and uh, more in one place than another. i mean I'm trying to give you examples off the top of my head of how these things happen and so they get the grant from the u s government or other places Canadian governments also do this, so do other other countries to go ahead and try some of these things and then report back to us so now they've been they've put stuff in the the fuel base um to see what's going to happen well. Okay, since 2000, the year 2000-2002, a lot of research has been done, a lot of it's pushed under the rug, a lot of it's hidden, a lot of it is told, a a lot of people who are talking about it are told to shut up. There are um, news stories about it, television stories, films about it, And, of course, it's all by radical leftists, right, who are trying to show that that this is going on. No, I'm not a radical leftist or a radical right-winger or conservative, any of those things. What I am is somebody who understands that the earth is changing and that a lot of the changes it is doing is not just self-healing. It's because it's in defense of what we're doing to it. And when I look in the sky and I see a contrail that lasts for... Seventeen hours into the night, rather than dissipating as water vapors should, I might say, well, maybe the atmospheric conditions affected that today, and then I may look at weather maps, which I do. I'm called a weather guru. I can tell you where hurricanes are going to hit days before they do, and things like that. But I may look at a map and say, no, the conditions weren't right, and the next day see a contrail similar to the other one, and it doesn't go away again. So now I'm going to start asking questions. What are we doing? that's affecting the contrails that will eventually, or is already, affecting us. If you go on the website, on the news page, or news 2, this news, Roman numeral 2. Um, just go to the main web page earthwalk.usa.com and go down to the news um, links and that'll, it'll switch you over. And then click on the links for the films because you will learn something from them and start asking some questions yourself. Brian, my take on this is this. This has been going on since the 50's. It is more intensified now than ever because we have the technology and we have the chemicals and we have the cooperation of big money pharmaceutical, biopharmaceutical and agricultural companies to do these things. Do what? To actually have barium aluminum hovering above us and falling down through our atmosphere, to our ground, to our water, to our bodies and being absorbed by us. What does barium aluminum cause when it is out of balance in the body? Alzheimer's, dementia, nervous disorders, loss of memory, loss of coordination, loss of concentration. What are the things that we are being treated for by pharmaceutical companies in a a very high rate? ADHD kids, dementia, Alzheimer's okay we have a population of baby boomers that are coming into the fifty sixty seventy age and of course we've already been told this is the age when everybody's gonna get Alzheimer's well if you have been around bearing aluminum within your food within your water and within your air for some length of time you are already exhibiting the characteristics of Alzheimer's where you forget things every day and, and, you, and you blame it on the fact that you're fifty seven or sixty two or sixty five you're not blaming it on the fact that we are living in a toxic environment. So what do we do? We just, you know, write the government and say stop it? I don't think so. There, there is a denial problem with governments. They say nothing's going on and you're just being, you know, hysterical over nothing. Um... So we have to be like the earth, and we have to take charge of healing ourselves and doing what we need to get rid of whatever has caused the imbalance in us. So if we know that chemtrails above us are causing a barium-aluminum imbalance, which aluminum is not good for the body, then we need to know that there are certain herbs, herbs are just plants, okay they are medicinal because they're plants god gave them to us there are certain herbs that you can use to rid the body of toxic metals which aluminum now becomes because it's being absorbed in unusual quantities through our skin our food and our water and our air so you need to not only get into balance in a, on a regular way like the like the book tells you to to drink your water and all the things that are in the book please get the book <coughs> um but you need to on a regular basis maybe every six to twelve weeks do a metal cleanse and get rid of the toxic metals in your body so that you're not affected by the chemtrails above you do a parasitic cleanse so that you're not affected by the parasites that have learned to grow within the cultures of our plants and our water and are being ingested by us every day and and now you have children what do you do about them guess what there's things for kids too i um. Brenda Watson, Dr. Brenda Watson, who does a lot of colon therapies, actually has a product called Paragon for kids um, with enzymes, etc. Kids can take these things as liquid, and they can take it on a regular basis uh, for like 20 days and then never have to take it again for another year. And it'll clear the parasites out of their bodies so that they're not suffering from all the the imbalances and diseases. Diseases or diseases that parasites will cause in children, which is irritability and colic and colon problems uh, diarrhea, eventually affect the the hearing and the eyes so that we have um, uh, ear infections and eye infections and the old diseases from the 50s that come back up with pink eye and all that stuff. And, and and then the doctors won't be giving them antibiotics every two weeks, which then increases the yeast. And, of course, for many, moves them towards fibromyalgia and, and other defined diseases so that we're on this chemical trail ourselves, where We're on a trail of looking for chemicals to beat the chemicals that we have in our bodies. So that's my take on it. I think it's been going on forever. I think it is intensified. I don't think that we're going to be able to change it unless, you know, I get elected president and then I'm going to have to be a dictator for a while to change what's going on on this planet in the United States. But um, we can try. I mean, we can keep pushing to get representatives to represent us who will not do these things or allow these things, we can stop buying pharmaceuticals, which is why I do this podcast in the first place, and make the drug drug companies suffer a little bit in their pocketbooks, and we can make sure we get the word out. And that's the most important thing, is to keep spreading the word. Spread this podcast around like crazy. I, you know, I still have people saying to me, no, I didn't send it to 20 or 30 people that I have on my email list because they're not interested in any of the holistic health stuff. Well, number one, how do they know that their friends aren't interested? And number two, how do their friends know that they're not interested until they start listening and they say, no, I hate this stuff. You know, if I listen to heavy metal music, I don't like it. I can turn it off. But first, I'm going to listen to it and see whether or not I do like it or not and I am interested in it. So give them a chance. Don't be in charge of their lives. Don't take control of what you're, they're supposed to learn or you're trying to teach them or whatever it is. Send them the thing. Give them some summaries. Tell them to go down to the web to the webpage and go scroll down all of the podcasts they could possibly be interested in from The Secret to Mothers to Memorial Day to um, Allergies and Alzheimer's, Toxicity, Mental Toxicity, Animals, Animal Talk, Animal Speaking, all the things that are on there. I bet you... That your friends who never said anything to you will write you or call you back, and say I went to the one on so and so on such and such, and I really liked it. Thank you. Spread the word. The word has to get out. This is um, it's just important. Okay, it's important for all of our lives and for our kids' lives. Now something exciting. Uh, within the next few days, I have talked about Maggie before, the woman who does deal with animals and can hear animals, talks to animals, etc. She is a, an Apache. She works with Dr. Karen Kelly, who is one of the most fascinating and, and um, knowledgeable people I know. Um, she, Maggie's going to be here talking to me probably by this weekend, and then it'll be up on the podcast immediately afterwards. We're going to do quite a long podcast about um, 21 ways to communicate with your animal, whether that's a dog, a cat, a, a a fish, a bird, or a horse, or whatever it is, um, that has been proven and, and researched, and they've done just marvelous, wonderful things with the rescuing that they've done of animals with animals, and veterinarians all around this area are singing their praises because they've healed animals that they thought that should be put down, the vet, veterinarians thought should be put down because they were just not curable or healable. And uh, Maggie's just a fascinating person. Um, she's going to be here. I want you to make sure you keep, you know, subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or 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 make sure that your email is up there or whatever so that you get that that particular podcast and listen to her. We're also doing a lot of classes here in Alabama, which many of you I know personally in Georgia and Florida and Texas and Kentucky, Louisiana, um, lots of places that are accessible to Alabama, you'll want to come to these classes, you want to get into them, because um, some of them have to do with light working, and uh, others have to do with more animal things, and I'll tell you what, when you get into energy, um, we are energy, and you know that, you know me, you know that I know that. Uh, a lot of the energy things we're going to be talking about will just excite you, because we need it, we need to understand it, we need to learn it for what we're going to be going through, what we are already going through as human beings in our culture and, and on our planet. Um, so keep informed, you know. Uh, let me know what you're looking for. A lot of people do write me and say, can you talk about this or the other thing? And I and I will. Um, but keep informed about the classes. And... and I think October 24th or something like that I think it's October 24th we're going to be doing um, the light working thing here at my house in Alabama you're welcome to come it will cost some money I'm not sure how much yet but it will be on the website eventually but plan for it plan ahead and, and take a trip Okay. Uh we could incorporate during that time individual consultations if, if that's what we needed to do or stay an extra day and that kind of thing, but but plan for it. Don't forget Tallahassee, Meet the Feet weekend, very important weekend, um for those of you in Florida and Georgia, anywhere in those areas or are South Carolina, North Carolina, uh Alabama, right up there into Pennsylvania and New Jersey, even get people involved and tell them about the Tallahassee workshops. You're not gonna see them anywhere else. Um, it's the Reflexology Certification course, it's reflexology, which is a specific name for a course about how to use the oils on your own feet, your children's feet, your husband or wife's feet, your friend's feet, on your client's feet, the way you use essential oils to affect healing of every system and every organ in the body. Um, you're going to want to know that. And then <coughs> Shelly Early, who is very similar to Maggie in many ways because she's an animal specialist. Well, uh, she's coming to Alabama the 21st to, to do the pet reflexology here at my office, and then traveling with us to Tallahassee, and she'll be doing a, um, a foot reading class on Monday, which, you know, if you've ever been to a palmist, a palm reader, they read the lines of your hands. Um, people who also understand how to read auras and do psychic readings, I hate to use the word, but, but you know, you all, that way you all understand what I'm talking about. <coughs> Excuse me can read different things. Boy, I'll tell you, never fails, does it? Um, And part of that is because I'm not supposed to be expressing all of this to you. That's why your throat does that. When your throat chakra starts acting up, it's because I tell you too much. And a lot of people tell me that I absolutely give away too much information um, in the podcast and I shouldn't be doing it, so I get choked up about the whole thing. But anyway, uh, she'll be here reading teaching people how to read the feet if you look at somebody the bottom of somebody's feet you can see the lines going in all directions it tells you something about the person so make sure that you that you get people interested and tell them about that if you can't come maybe they can okay until then i will be back in a couple of days hopefully with maggie by wednesday thursday or friday and uh, listen for that podcast you're going to love it it's going to be about 45 minutes long um, go to earthwalk-usa.com get the book spread the word tell your friends get informed get educated enjoy the weather Take care.